Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Petiti. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. What a beautiful day. Uh, just uh, nice and clear, warm. Uh, we have been waiting for uh, some nice dry and warm weather and it looks like we're going to get some for uh, for a while over here. A little bit on the, on the warm side, but um, definitely... Uh, uh, nice to see uh, the the sunshine that we have not had much of this, uh, especially the last two three weeks. You know, so enjoy it. Uh, the um, some of the things that uh, you know to, to kind of look for uh, at this time with the heat. Uh, you definitely want to make sure that you get your lawn prepared for summer. Make sure that your uh, blade is raised up to three inches uh, so that um, it does not scorch, uh, you know, the, the fiber roots that they're on the surface. So you want to make sure that um, your lawnmower is raised up. Also make sure that the blades are nice and sharp. They really makes a nice cut when they're sharp and uh, it kind of gives, it doesn't have that stripey, that strip on the um on the grass so very um you know that makes it uh you know every probably about every four or five weeks you'd want to rotate uh the blades on that um this is also the time to apply your uh step three uh application uh july you know you want to make sure that uh, you get that done you want to do that uh on a day when uh, you know if you can time it with rain that would really uh be better or you can also use the organic aspoma summer uh the fertilizer that's all 100% organic uh to put on your lawn uh, uh water in after it's uh, that's done applying and uh, you should be all set uh the also for the weeds you want to make sure that if you have any weeds you you know we be gone with uh, with uh, crabgrass control uh, that will uh, take care of crabgrass, and crabgrass has definitely been, uh, you know, showing up now, especially with the heat coming on. You're going to see that uh, more, um, or you can use weed beater ultra that uh, that has trimac in it. Uh, that will also take care of some of your uh, creeping uh, weeds. Uh, if you want to use your step two. Uh, you can go ahead and put that down. Make sure that you put that down in the morning when there is a uh, good dew on the ground. That's that's where you're going to get really the best uh, coverage and uh, uh, do it on a, when there's no chance of rain for 24 hours. Um, another thing that you'll be seeing uh, a lot in your flower beds or in your uh, shrub beds or in your lawn is the uh, nuts edge. It's uh, usually that grass that grows about uh, two, three times as fast as the rest of the grass. It's got a very light lime green color to it. Um, very tall and very slender. Uh, that one there, you know, does it, you'll see a lot of it in beds and sometimes you'll see patches in the lawn. It does spread. Don't pull it. Uh, the more you pull it, the more you're going to spread it. So the best way to get rid of it is use Bonite Sedge Ender. Uh, that will do the job. Just one, one application that will take care of it. Uh, this is also the time to cut your perennials back. A lot of the perennials have already bloomed. Uh, anything that's bloomed, uh, cut it back halfway, get it down to like about four or five inches. At this time of the year, you want to feed it asthma coat. You want to make sure that the food source is there all the way through uh, the summer. You want to make sure that they are always vegetative uh, through the end of the summer. So give them a good heavy feeding at this time, uh, and that should be the end of it for the year. Uh, you should be really in good shape uh, with that. With the heat that we're having and the moisture that we have had, the mosquitoes are going to start to be really prevalent. Uh, make sure that your bird baths are cleaned out. Don't leave any buckets of water uh, around uh, 
you know, don't any place where water puddles up, make sure that, uh, you keep it clean. That's where they, uh, they will do the breeding. So you make sure that, uh, you keep these cleaned out. Your bird baths about every, uh, four or five days, empty it out, wipe it. Uh, make it clean and put fresh water in there. Uh, you could also put uh, the uh, mosquito weed beater pouches uh, right into the um, right in the bird bath uh, or the mosquito granule around the areas where you see that water puddles up. Uh, you need to do that about every two or three weeks, and that will uh, definitely make a huge difference. Uh, another thing that you're going to be seeing with the heat is going to be uh, the sawfly. The sawfly, uh, you know, you start to see them getting a little caterpillar like little green caterpillar that uh, you find on uh, you know especially on uh, roses uh, plums hibiscus very prevalent on the hibiscus the plums the pears the cherries uh, the parsley uh, when you go to pick the parsley, make sure that you really take a look at it. Uh, they kind of have a tendency to hide underneath. Uh, kale, uh, they love kale. They kind of pretty much destroy it uh, uh, almost overnight. Uh, best thing to use is Captain Jack's Dead Brew. Uh, this is um, organic. You can use it on all your vegetables and uh, it'd be uh, you know, very, very effective. Another thing that you want to take a look at is your tomatoes. Uh, the, the tomatoes are growing uh, at a pretty fast rate now. Make sure that all your suckers uh, that uh, grow to between the leaf and the trunk, make sure that you remove all of those. Uh, those take a lot of um, nutrients, and they produce absolutely nothing. So you want to make sure that you remove them. Not only uh, you gain from the nutrient standpoint, but also the air uh, that really opens them up and lets air go through uh, so much better uh, the aeration and it'll make a huge difference on how the uh, the plants will perform um, beetles uh, they're just now starting to show up you know the scouts are out there uh, just double check that on your you know your roses uh, your fruits your grapes um, the any of the ornamental plums and cherries um, those are the ones that, you know, they are really attractive. The hibiscus, uh, they're a magnet to that. Uh, so make sure that, uh, you know, set your trap up, uh, set it up as far away from, uh, where the, um, uh, you know, your, your area is, uh, and get, um, get them started. And then, uh, the, just use eight. Um, on your plants and uh, you can either use the dust or the liquid uh, you want to get ahead of it uh, it seems like this year is going to be a little bit heavier year on the on the Japanese beetles so you know get a um, uh, you know a good handle uh, you know up front uh, also use growbacks on your lawn uh, so that um, that will help you uh, you know get the um, prevent the, you know, the, the the Japanese beetles uh, and the grubs uh, from coming out. Uh, mums, uh, make sure you cut your mums back halfway. This is the th- this is the time to do it. Whatever size they are, just go ahead and cut them back. You want to do you want to do it by the fifteenth of July. Just go ahead and cut uh, your mums back halfway. Uh, they will keep them short. They'll, they'll kind of quadruple the number of flowers that you're going to have. It'll be nice and firm. They're not going to flop over on you. Very very important um, that you do that. Uh, the same thing with Badlia. Um, the the butterfly bush. Make sure that uh, as the flowers spend, cut those flowers off because they will keep on blooming until the snow flies. If you do that, if you don't do that, once they go to seed, they'll pretty much stop blooming. So just uh, keep doing that. Uh, cut your herbs back. Uh, every week, whether you need them or don't need them, dry them. Uh, you use them in the winter time. Uh, put osmocote on your herbs. You want to keep them vegetative. You want to keep them growing like crazy all summer long. The last thing you want is seeds to appear on herbs. Once the seeds come up, 
uh, they pretty much kind of harden up. The, the the wood gets very hard, and, um, and they will keep, they'll, they'll stop producing. So keeping the, keeping the herbs uh, uh, vegetative all summer is a big big part uh, of having uh, you know really great herbs all the way through. Uh, cut your annuals back. You know the first week, second week, by the fifteenth of July, you really definitely want to give them an air cut, especially petunias. Petunias have a tendency to kind of really expand out uh, where you get the flowers at the edge, and then the the center start to become uh, kind of you know uh, empty and uh, and green. Uh, just cut them back, you know, take them back halfway or even more. Uh, they will be right back in bloom within a week. Uh, they'll be right back in bloom and they'll be absolutely beautiful. Feed them asthma coat, uh, now and do that, repeat that again when it comes the end of August. Uh, you will find that the whole month of September and October, they will be absolutely spectacular. The garlic, uh, look for the seed pod. Make sure that the seed pod, uh, you remove them. You know, just go ahead and cut that off and, uh, make sure that, uh, uh, you know, that you, you don't want to touch those until they turn yellow and they fall over. They have to kind of dry up a little bit on the, um, on the, you know, we're away from that. Uh, so make sure that the, um, uh, you know, that you go ahead and uh, remove the, uh, um, you know, the, the seed pods off. Uh, these are some of the things that, uh, you know, you definitely want to make sure that, you know, that you do, uh, water your vegetables in the morning. Do not water anything at night. When you water late at night, uh, you're just setting a lot of moisture there. You're going to have a, uh, that's how you set up, uh, the, um, the perfect environment for, uh, insect to breed and mosquitoes and everything else. So water them in the morning, water them well, and, uh, they should, they uh, they will make it through the day. Sometimes they will flag a little bit. Uh, don't worry about that. All they're doing, they're they are saving water naturally. Uh, that's that's what they're doing. So don't just because they flag it doesn't mean that they are necessarily uh, in need of water. They're, they're just a natural thing that they do to to preserve water. Uh, so make sure that um, you know you have a, a good you know good watering in the morning and then uh, just uh, uh repeat that on a daily basis you'll find that uh, your plants will do so much better and um you know especially on your uh, eggplants and uh, tomatoes and peppers uh, you definitely don't want to see any moisture set on the plants overnight you are listening to gardening with Andrew. our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111 short pause we'll be right back Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Oh, we're doing just fine, thank you. How are you doing? Doing great, thank you. Um, couple of questions, please. On um, the Siberian irises, I cut them back after they, right before they, you know, died bad, but uh-huh. they didn't rebloom. Are they supposed to rebloom? No. No, generally they don't. No, generally they don't. Once they get done blooming, uh, once they spend out, just go ahead and cut them down to like about six inches and that, uh, that they're pretty well done. Okay, so they're done for the season. Yes, they, yes, they are. Okay. And the false indigo, what do I do with that? It's, it is absolutely huge and beautiful. Uh, once it's the same thing there, when it's done blooming, uh, just go ahead and cut it back. Uh, don't let it go to seed. Uh, they will keep it vegetative. You know, all your perennials now, uh, just to make sure that you feed them heavy with asthma code for the last time for the summer. 
and uh, they'll keep everything vegetative. And just as a rule of thumb, um, 80% of the perennials are rebloomers. So you want to make sure that as don't let them go to seed once they're done blooming. Uh, don't wait until the seed pods form. Make sure you, uh, once uh, the flowers are spent, just go ahead and cut them down to like about four or five inches from the ground. Feed them asthma coat. Uh, that will regenerate all the new foliage, all the new pips out of the ground, and um, it'll keep them uh, nice and uh, you know nice and vegetative all summer long. But that indigo is so beautiful. I just hate to cut it back. No, don't don't cut it back until it starts to go the other way. Don't oh, all yeah, right. don't cut it back now. No. Wait no, until, not now. No, okay. wait until it kind of, once it starts to dry up and that and it's done, that, that is the time that you do it. Uh, then the same with the Siberian iris, I'll wait till it's yellow. Yeah, until, until it's yellow, then you go ahead and cut them down. Generally about mid-August, they'll turn yellow, then you go ahead and cut them down to like about six inches. Okay. And my Guaris and my St. John's work didn't come back this year. Uh, they uh, they probably got uh, frozen uh, uh, in the spring, uh, early on, especially in April, as the plants were trying to start to get going. I think a lot of them uh, didn't make it through the uh, through that transition. Um, but uh, if it's not back by now, it won't be back. Okay, um, I used some triphosphate on um, my hydrangeas and some of the other things. Should I have not used those? Should I have just used Osmocote? No, no, you did the right thing. You did the right thing. The uh, uh, superphosphate uh, you can use on anything that sometimes you have problem that uh, with the blooming. Uh, generally, lilac and wisterias are the most uh, undependable ones on uh, on the blooming side. Um, so those are the ones that uh, you generally they're used on. But if you have hydrangeas that uh, have not um, you know bloomed to the to the uh, level that you want them to, uh, using uh, you know uh, superphosphate definitely uh, uh, makes a big difference. The time to yeah, do I that. Can... The time to do that is in the spring and fall. Okay, so should I use Osmocote on everything again? Yeah, we'll just go ahead and feed them uh, on your, on all your evergreens and. Uh, uh, the uh, anything that's got needles on, I would use uh, uh, holly tone and iron tone, and on all your sh- uh, flowering shrubs and that I would use plant tone and iron tone. Osmocote at this time of the year, you really it would promote growth uh, way too much. Uh, it's okay to use it in the spring, but I, at this time, I would go ahead and uh, use um, holly tone and plant tone with iron tone. Okay, and the yellows, you know, they get really leggy. Should I cut them back? Will those rebloom? Which ones is that? I'm sorry. I didn't, uh, yeah, uh, yellow. I think it's called yellow. It's a yellow tall flower. Um, yellow. Yeah. Y-A-R-R-O-W. Oh, yarrow. Yarrow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They will rebloom. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when they're done blooming, uh, cut them back, uh, you know, feed them osmocote, and they will rebloom. Yes. All right. Well, thank you very All much. All right. Well, you have a great day. You know, you stay. Have a nice holiday. You thank do the same. Mm-hmm. Stay bye cool. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. Morgan or Angelo. Hi, Angelo. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, I bought some beautiful squash and zucchini plants from you, and I was the envy of the neighborhood. And now I have powdery mildew taking everything out. Uh, the uh, the uh, I, I would just go ahead, Captain uh, Captain Jack's dead brew on them, uh, and uh, uh, the copper fungicide. Those are the two that I would use on them. Um, Will that save the plant? Uh, yeah, it should. It should. If it just started, if it should, if it just started, it should stop it. 
It's it's been going on all week, and yeah. I've been cutting yellow leaves. It'll still be good. Yeah, it should still it should go ahead and you know once it stops, it'll start reju- uh, reproducing again. Yes. Okay, now is it something I put on the plant or on the ground? No, on the plant. The the, uh, the, the copper fungicide, and this is all organic. Both of those are uh, organic. Uh, the the first thing that I would use use the copper fungicide. To make sure that you get the hole underneath of the foliage and on top of it. Okay, and then. Do I do it just one time, or yeah. is it? Uh, I would do it about every uh, four or five days, especially with the heat that we're going to have and the humidity. Uh, just do it every four or five days, about three times, and that should uh, take care of it from there. Which, okay, which zucchini the, did you have? Do you know? I the green zucchinis. The green I have zucchini. So many. Oh my uh, god! I have okay. So many. There is um. For next year, there's um, we're growing this uh, zucchini. That, I forgot what the, it's an Italian zucchini. Uh-huh. Um, that uh, instead, you know, the zucchini kind of spreads out. Yeah. This one here goes up. This goes goes like kind of straight. It actually kind of forms a trunk. Uh, instead yeah. of pushing on the side, it pushes straight up. And as as a form, as a um, uh, it generates about six zucchini at every round. And it, it, it actually gets up to about like uh, 18, 24 inches above. That that's uh, that's how high it gets, but it doesn't go out. Uh, the zucchinis are the fruit is extremely extremely good. Uh, they're also much more resistant to um, the powder mildew. Um, but on zucchini and cucumbers, what you want to do next year, make sure that you get ahead of it. Once you get into uh, June to where you start to see that the temperatures start to go up, that copper fungicide is really, really critical on those. Okay. I'll keep, and can I still plant it in that same plot? Yeah, sure. Okay. It won't bother. Okay. No, it okay. won't bother. No. Yeah, I had a lot of vegetables out of one little plant. It's amazing. Yep. Now, do yep. you still have some of those in your store? Yeah, they should. those Italian zucchini should still be there. And, uh okay. Um, oh, I can't think of the name of it now. But the, uh, um, I say, just ask the people there. You'll see that uh, the way they grow, uh, instead of going out, they go straight up, and there are there are, they take a lot less space, and they are really tremendous producers. Okay, right. I have one more question: <clears throat> paniculata hydrangeas. When do we trim those? Uh, which ones? The the mop heads. Which one? Which ones do you have? No, not the mop heads. The ones that turn pink. Okay. The uh, the, the the kind of the the one that the the flower is it blooms in the summertime, but they're kind of an appointed, kind yes. of like in a cone shape. Yes. Okay. The if you haven't trimmed them, I would just let them go. But the best time to trim those would really be in uh, early spring, like at the end of March. You really want to cut okay. those down to like about eight to ten inches. Mm-hmm. And then um, just to let them go from there, and they come back up. But trimming them now, you're going to take a lot of the. It, it's they will rebloom and they'll they'll multiply the flowers, but it'll be a lot later. Uh, so if they're, if they're too big and you want to cut them back, you can definitely do that now. But the flowering will take another, uh, you know, another fifth, probably about forty days before they'll come back in the bloom. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, okay Angela. All right. Have we a great- have a great day. Do the same. Thank you so much. Right, yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. Good. Hey, question for you. Um, I have some Rosa Sharon's, and like underneath it, there are like hundreds of these little weeds that have popped up, and they're going into my grass and everything. What can I do about that? Um, it just seems to be around the Rosa Sharon's. Okay. What I would do is uh, you can actually use a. Um, 
if you can put like a, a piece of uh, plastic around the bottom of the the shrub, you kind of wrap it up with a like you know like get a, gar- a garbage bag, cut it up, cut one side of it, and kind of wrap it on one side, uh, all the way around the bottom of the plant. Just go ahead and spray Roundup on that. That will take care of it. That's a really very okay. easy way to do it. You don't want the you don't want the spray to go on the foliage. But if you wrap the bottom of those uh, roses, Sharon, uh, you should be able to get all the way around there. Another thing that you could do after you do that, have you got the place mulched already? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Once you know, go ahead and, and kill it with that. Then I'll just go ahead and use Preen on okay. top of that. That should that'll stop anything from germinating uh, after that. Um, next year, when you go to put um, the mulch down, especially in an area where you know that you have problems with every year, Get a, a thick uh, section of newspaper, put that down, put the mulch on top of that. Um, that. What that will do, it lets the water and the air through, but it does cut all the light out in a way that uh, the weeds will never make it through. Um, so in areas that you have a lot of trouble, that you've had trouble with every year, that's a very easy way to stop that. Okay. Okay. Okay, and another question for you um, regarding peonies. Um, I planted them, and they are just not blooming. I wonder if maybe I planted them too deep. Yeah, if you, um, if you plant them deep, they won't bloom. I said the plants will do well, but they won't bloom. Um, if they don't, in, in general, peonies are very reliable bloomers. Uh, if they have, if they don't bloom this year, what I would do is uh, the best time to transplant them is the middle of August. So okay. what you do, you know, it comes at that time, cut the foliage back down to about four inches, dig up the clump, clean up the top of it, make sure that we, you'll be able to see where the eyes are at, okay. make sure that the eyes are at ground level or even an inch above ground level. Okay. You know, and uh, that, will, that will start, uh, that will reset them again. And then would I just uh, use the biotone, plantone? Yeah, just use it like plantone and biotone uh, to mix with the soil as a fertilizer, and you'll be pretty well all set. Okay, and you said that was uh, towards the end uh, of mid- August? Middle of August, yeah. Between middle the middle and the end of August. You want to get it done by the end of August. Okay, and last question for you. Um, during the winter, my arborvitaes are about like 20 to 30 feet high. They got some uh, damage and everything, and it's all at the top. Can I just, uh, you know, maybe take two feet off uh, all ab- the way across? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you can definitely do that. And uh, best time to do that would be uh, about mid-July. Okay. You know, they're, they're, they'll be done growing and firmed up by then. Uh, just go ahead and cut them straight right across. Uh, it'll take about uh, one season for that to refill. But uh, okay. they'll be they'll, the top will refill. It won't. It won't stay empty. And after I cut them back, should I give them? I, I, I would just. I would just go ahead and feed them heavy. Yes. Feed them heavy after. Yeah. I, I after them. after you top them, holly tone and iron tone. Okay. All right. Well, you, you have a great day. Enjoy the okay, day. Yeah. You too. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're listening to Garden with Angel. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Much more. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petini. Area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Hi, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Um, my question, uh, kind of was touched on briefly uh, before. I have a 
about a four-foot-high limelight hydrangea. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks ago with the heavy rains, the outer branches got bent down. Okay. And they were kind of horizontal. Now what's happening, the <clears throat> tips are coming back up, just the tips. And, you know, I'm looking at it now. It's just... It, it looks kind of strange. Cause just uh, you know, you know what you do. Just cut it down to like about uh, twelve inches. Feed it. it that will rebreak. It'll be a, a shorter, but it'll be a super full plant. Um, and uh, that won't do that again. What I would do every year, I would cut that plant down to like about eight to ten inches. That's what I do. Okay, and then sometimes uh, they should, you know, really multiply the branching on there. But if the branching got, you know taller uh, and it kind of split just cut it back now it'll, it'll be just fine should, should i leave the the ones that are okay no just cut them? no cut, cut it all back oh. cut it all back and uh, uh you know it'll just re-break and refill up it'll be uh, uh the flowers will be a little bit smaller but you're gonna have about four or five times more flowers on there gotcha great um, plan and, and uh, another thing that you can do with that as it starts flowering as the flowers get done you cut those off uh, you can keep that plant blooming well into November. Oh, okay. I'll try that, too. Um, just another quick question. As far as cutting back the annuals, and, you know, I, I have the hammock hanging baskets. I was going to planning on doing that today, but is it better to wait until the heat goes away? Or no. No, just go ahead and cut them back. Cut them back. Feed them. Put Osmoco down there. They'll be, uh, you know, within uh, a week, they'll be back, and they'll be beautiful. Awesome. And and do and make a note for yourself. Uh, do it again at the end of August. Um, just the exact same thing, and don't worry about you know how big. Just cut them back so you know, kind of uh, shape them like round, mm-hmm. and just right outside the pot, feed them. I said they'll be right back, and they'll be back with a vengeance. Great, Angelo. Thank you very much. All right, your enjoy your day. Yeah, thanks so much. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How we doing? I'm oh, doing well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Uh, when do I start pruning uh, mugle pines, you know, the new growth on mugle pines and Alberta spruce? Uh, I would do that uh, around the middle of July. You want to be done, you want to be done by the end of July. Okay. They're just so now right, starting, right. they're just now starting to harden off. They're not quite a hundred percent there yet. Uh, they're about another week or so. Um, okay. uh, then from there to the end, of, you want to be done by the end of July so that they can set new buds. Uh, you, the new growth, you can cut it down as much as three quarters. You can take that much off. Uh, they oh. keep some uh, tighter. Uh, three quarters of an inch, that's on the Alberta spruce? No, on the Alberta spruce, you kind of just touch them up. But on the okay, mugle pine, on the, on the yeah. upper, you just kind of touch it up. You don't want to, you really don't want to cut that too deep. Uh, you just want to kind of just a very light shape, like maybe about uh, at three quarters of an inch to an inch at the most, no more than that. But on the mugle pines, the new growth that elongates out, you can yeah. take that down three quarters of of what the um, of the new growth is. Oh, I see. Because right now the Alberta spruces, they've got like this light, light green growth that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. You just want to touch it up. You don't want to. Uh, you want to leave that natural uh, shape to them. Sometimes they have those little bumps on them. Uh, they grow out. You know, they grow. You don't want it to to be into a perfect pyramid. You really kind of want to leave some of it natural. So just touch it up a little bit. If something goes out of, uh, sometimes they'll uh, they'll grow 
too much on one side, you can touch that up, but uh, leave it. Don't make it perfect so that it's a perfect cone. I see. Okay. Okay. And on the Mugo Pines, um, you just go ahead and, uh, you know, you can take off it anywhere from half to three quarters. Half to three quarters of the of the new growth. I see. Um, I also have a question on watering. On uh, my river birches and uh, crimson maples, I usually I don't know how often uh, do I water those, and I usually put a hose like at the base of the trunk and just let it let it drip, trickle off. Yep, let it drip. Yeah, um, okay. like this year so far, they they have not needed any water. Mother Nature pretty much took care of that. Uh, if we don't have any rain uh, for a week. Uh, then I would just would go ahead and put the hose and just let it drip there for like maybe about an hour. Um, oh. there, there should be enough there to drip it down so it gets down into the, um, uh, into the uh, base of the roots. Um, yeah, it's a fair, fair size. The river birches, I, their leaves are yellow there. Some of them are dropping off right now. Yeah, it's pretty much natural. They pretty much, they pretty much do that on their own. Uh, through the, you know, once we get into July, uh, but nothing wrong with the tree, just the way that the, the plant is. Um, so but from a watering standpoint, um, the best way to really prevent much of that is, uh, heavy feeding in the spring and heavy feeding at this time. Uh, is that the tree and shrub feeding? Uh, I would use, I would use, uh, plant tone and iron tone on those. That's what I would mm-hmm. use. River birches. Uh, yep, and and the maples, pretty much on all your ornamental and shade trees. I would use that. Use that twice a year. Pretty amazing what the difference on that on those plants that'll do. Pantone iron Okay, now like a la- last year, I noticed the the edges of the crimson maple leaves were starting to kind of curl. Yeah, up. burn up a little bit. Yeah, that, yeah, same thing there. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, uh, that will happen sometimes if we have either too much rain or too too much of a too dry. Uh, but uh, it does not affect the tree any outside of the fact that sometimes it will burn the tip on the um, the edge on the on the foliage. But uh, uh, they'll be just fine. I would nothing there to worry about from a, as far as health standpoint or or the viability of the tree. The tree is just fine. It just uh, uh, it, it reacts to the weather that we have, but uh, the tree will be just fine. Okay, so the water we have is okay, so I should wait till maybe... Uh, yeah, I, there, you're, you're good for another at least two, three weeks. If we don't have rain for a couple of weeks, then I would go ahead and give it a good watering, uh, and then you'll be set for another uh, couple of weeks. Okay. Okay, yeah, uh, thank you very much. All right, well, you enjoy your day. Yep, bye-bye. Thank you. Morgan Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hey, Angelo? Yes, good morning. How are we doing? Hi. Hi. Uh, several questions, sir. Um, one, I have a small Japanese maple that uh, it's the top of it, the, it's, it's very small. It's a sapling. The uh, leaves are starting to brown on the tips, and it's sending out shoots from the bottom. Okay. Freshly. Uh, should I take uh, the bottom leaves? I, I would take, those? yeah, I would take the, uh, the, uh, saplings out. Uh, you really don't want those there. Uh, okay. and as far as the, uh, having, uh, some, um, 
a uh, little little uh, uh, burning on the tips of the the leaves. Uh, that, yes, sir. That could have been just uh, the excessive amount of water that we have had. Okay. Uh, they, they don't like uh, uh, too much moisture, and uh, we are quite a bit above normal uh, okay. as far as rainfall. So I wouldn't worry about it. They will kind of uh, take care of themselves um, okay. just to make sure that you let's say feed them. This is a great time to feed them now. And if you get into a habit of feeding them early spring and at this time of the year, you're really uh, ensuring the health of the tree in a big way. Okay. Uh, next question. Is lamb's ear, uh, that's a, a pretty um, uh, aggressive uh, ground cover, is yep. it not? Well, I don't know if I would call it a ground cover, but it definitely, it's uh, it's aggressive uh, into um it creates kind of a mound, but it does burn out. So, uh, personally, I would not use that as a ground cover. I think it's very pretty when it comes up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then when you get it this time of year, when we get into the heat, it starts to burn up. And really, it's not a very, it doesn't become a very attractive uh, plant. If you're going to use a ground cover, uh, there is a huge list of ground covers that you can use. Uh, much, much easier uh, and much more attractive. Uh, I think lamb's ear would be high maintenance to keep that looking nice. Uh, you'd have to keep removing uh, some of the foliage on there as it burns out. Yeah, the problem I have, this is on a rental property that I have, that uh, it's, there's an extensive amount of trees underneath that I can't really get grass to grow in there. I'm going to have to uh, probably build the soil up by about an inch or an inch and a half. I'm trying to find something that will just take over the area. Um, I mean, if, you know, you can use, uh, you know, probably uh, myrtle would be the easiest one to put in. Okay. Um, uh, that will fill in very nicely and that uh, pretty much uh, low maintenance. Uh, that would be one that uh, I would, uh, you know, I would recommend to put in an area like that. Does is myrtle, will that grow in a dry area? Uh, once it's established. Uh-huh. Yeah, once it's established, it can, uh, it can take a pretty dry area, yes. Okay. Uh, same thing with Pachysandra or no? Uh, I would, yeah, uh, but I, I think uh, Murrow will grow much more aggressively than Pagasandra will. Okay, okay, very good. And uh, last question I had, you're talking about the hydrangeas. Did you say once they are done flowering to uh, trim them and then uh, they'll re- rebound? Yeah, the uh, the paniculado hydrangeas, uh, they are definitely, uh, they keep right on blooming. Uh, uh-huh. As the flower spent, just cut that flower off, go down about two nodes, cut it off. Um, uh-huh. it, it will rebreak over there and, and it will rebloom. Another thing that you can do, some of the earlier varieties, uh, if uh, once the, the whole plant is down blooming, you can go ahead and trim it back, trim back the whole plant, feed it, and it will actually rebloom. I said they will stay in bloom all the way into November. Okay, very good. All right, thanks so much. I really All enjoy your show. All right, well, you have a great day. Yep, you bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, Arangelo. Yes, Angelo. Good, good morning, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, how are you? Excellent. Good, I'm growing uh, potatoes, and they're getting flower buds on them, <clears throat> Excuse me. and I wondered if I should be cutting those off. No, no, the flowers need to be there. Okay. The, 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 the bees need those, and uh, the um, the plant also needs those to, uh, in order to... Uh, to to keep the potatoes growing. So, no, the flowers are part of it. Okay. That's what I need to know. Thank okay. you. All right. Well, you have a great day. You yeah. too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgana Rangelo. Good morning, Angela. Good, good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. 
Um, I'm wondering if you have an explanation of what happened to my 12 by 12 vegetable garden. Uh, I do winter wheat. I'm relatively just about only five years I've been gardening. Mm-hmm. Doing winter wheat, tilled it in the, spring, in the spring. Okay. And I uh, re-tilled it, and then I planted and uh, used um, lightning lime after. Okay. Um, went away for three weeks. Came back just last week. And the garden is loaded with what I believe is porcelain. Porcelain, porcelain, yeah, porcelain. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's choked out the plants, and I never had that weed. Is that a weed? I don't know what it is before. It's a a weed, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know why it happened or what Um, I should do about it. They just blew in. Basically, uh, uh, the seeds just blew in because if you didn't have it before... Um, and you know, everything that you did is everything you did everything right. Um, uh, but one thing about porcelain, it does pull very easily. Yeah. Okay. So what I would do is I would just go ahead and clean that up. Uh huh. And then uh, you can use uh, there's a product called uh, Preen. Yes. Uh, you can go ahead and use that so that any seed that's in there uh, will not regerminate. Uh huh. Um, you can also use uh, in a twelve by twelve if you want to. Uh, you could also use a um, uh, sections of newspaper, put uh-huh. that down, put that around the plant, then put a little bit of mulch on top uh-huh. of that. Uh, that will uh, keep your water in, uh, keep your light in. Uh, you will not have to worry about weeds again. Uh-huh. Okay. So that would be another way to. To, to prevent uh, any of that from yeah. happening, but uh, everything that you did, you did um, the, the sequence was just right. Uh, I would go ahead and feed the plants now. Okay. I would film with plantone. Okay. Uh, that will uh, that you know nice and slow organic uh, food there. Um, are the plants doing okay besides being smothered? <sighs> no, they're very frail. <laughs> okay. Very frail. Uh, you uh, you re- uh, go ahead and remove the. Um, the porcelain. Uh-huh. Then another tip I'm going to give you for next year when you go to replant, when you plant your garden, um, make furrows um, about like uh, uh, maybe uh, 15 inches apart and mound the soil about six to eight inches and okay. plant on the mound. Okay. Then you can put your water in the ditches, you know, in the little furrows. Uh-huh. Um, one that creates uh, a very easy way to water. They, uh-huh. The plants love uh, to be uh, aerated, so by the mounting will create that, and will also be a lot easier to maintain. So everything else that you've done, there is all the right thing. Keep doing what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, just when you go to you plant, know, I, I have preen, and I was pressed for time. And I was on my way on my trip, and I yeah, said, oh, that, I should have put preen down. That, you know, that, one that, thing I that's did. okay. You got you got a long way to go yet for the summer. The plants uh, oh, will okay. rebound, and uh, they'll be just now, fine. Is that, is that porcelain, is that edible? Believe it or not, it is. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. In Italy, uh, when when um, I was a boy over there, we used to make salad out of that. Uh-huh. We actually used to go in a creek and pick it and uh, make salad out of it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just uh, raw, like it is, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Angelo. All right. Well, you have a great day. Bye-bye. Yep. Mm, bye bye. Morning, Yara Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Yes. Hi, I have a butterfly bush, and it doesn't seem to be doing anything for the last couple of years. It's just 
doesn't grow. It used to be okay. Uh, is it uh, is it a leafed out now? No, I, there's leaves, but no flowers. It gets a maybe six inches tall, and that's it. Huh. Uh, how long have you had it? Oh, I don't know. Quite a, six, seven years. Last okay. couple of years, it's just hasn't it, done much. Yeah, nothing. I'm thinking of digging it up and putting yeah, something else in. Yeah, I would. Uh, if it, if it's not that much, the last couple of years, I mean, it's been pretty uh, pretty well damaged. I would take it out. Um, if you want to put a new one in there, uh, they have many of the the dwarf varieties now that they uh, they grow beautiful and they bloom like crazy, mm-hmm. uh, very hard. You know, one of them is called blue chip. Um, uh, but uh, many of the, the uh, look for the dwarf varieties. They do so much better, uh, so much less maintenance. Okay, thank okay. you. I'll figure it out. All right. Well, you uh, have a great day. Can I ask one more? Oh, question? sure, sure. Yeah, I have t- several tomato plants, and you keep saying uh, cut off the suckers. Yeah, I have a hard time telling the difference between the suckers and the regular. Okay, yeah. very very easy. So you look at the stem of the uh, the tomato, mm-hmm. and then you see where the leaf comes off the stem. The growth that comes between the leaf and the stem. You follow what I'm saying? The growth that comes between the leaf and, and the stem. stem. So the, the the stem goes straight up and the leaf goes out. In between there, where they meet at the trunk, the the growth the, the growth comes right from the from uh, the uh, junction of the leaf and the stem. Mm-hmm. And generally, it's about four or five inches long. Just snap that off. So they're about four or five inches long. Right. That doesn't produce a thing. Okay. Okay. Uh, and also, you mentioned one more question. Sure. You mentioned it's best to water in the morning. I sometimes don't have time, and I water during the day. Is that okay? Yeah, that's okay. Just don't water at night. At night's the bad time. The, the, the nighttime is a bad time. Like, you want to you wanna water long enough that uh, by the end of the day, that the plants go go to bed dry. They don't go with, with moisture sitting there. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Thanks All right. You All right. have a great day. You yep. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good morning, Gary Rangelo. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are we doing? Great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. I have a question. I recently bought elderberries at your store. Uh-huh. And when I asked, because I'm trying to get, like, native plants, and I yes. also want to get the fruit from it. Okay. But he's saying they're hybrid, and they may not bloom. I mean, not, may not vegetate. Yeah, they do. They do. Oh. Yeah, they, they, they will fruit. Okay, because it's like a, it has like a burgundy leaf on it, so yes. it, it should. They should, yes. Okay, so what? When do I start looking for the berries then? Because I just bought it about uh, a month ago. It, generally, about uh, mid to late July, August. Okay. Yeah, that's about when they um, they do. Yeah, they should. Uh, um, uh, there should be uh, the flower buds should be on there now. Okay, I haven't been to look at them, but I, I will look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't want to buy it without getting the berries, but then I thought, you know what, I'll just buy it because I wanted to fill the spot up. Yeah. And I haven't been able to get an answer, so I, I figured I'd better call you and yep. see. So yep. even though they're hybrid, they will they will bloom. They still they bloom, will, yes. For, they will bloom, fruit. yes. And they should have fruit on there. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Well, enjoy your day. You yep. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morgia Rangelo. Hello, Angelo. Good morning. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, yeah, I got some. I got some reed grass, and it grows probably ten to fifteen feet tall. But I had it against my deck, and every year it grows farther and farther away from my deck, and I got a dead space between my deck and the grass. Do I have to dig up the old rhizomes, or what can I do about that? 
Well, basically, the, uh, what's happening is that the grass is reaching out for light. So the taller it gets, the older it gets, the more light it's reaching out, it's shading the back of it. Okay. Um, that's what it's doing. Yeah, you can definitely dig, um, uh, dig up the, you know, chunks of it and replant it in, you know, closer to the deck. Um, okay. so you can get more out of it, but, uh, uh, you can go ahead and do that really anytime. What you do is, uh, uh, cut the, um, the piece that you're going to dig out, cut it down to like about six inches. Okay. Dig up the, the chunk and replant it. Uh, the only thing that you got to make sure of is that you keep the moisture there for about, uh, for the next uh, two, three weeks, you want to be vigilant on the moisture. You, you, you don't let them dry up. But, okay. Uh, uh, Any kind of fertilizer? Yeah, I would, you know, mix the soil with, uh, you know, uh, plenty of mix and plant tone and iron tone. Work that with the soil, just plant them, uh, and then just to make sure that uh, you keep it moist. Once, right now, they, once this, they root. This is an ongoing problem with the shade. Do I have to keep doing this? I mean, it, it no. probably took about three, four years to get really bad, and now it's like three feet away from it. Yeah, it, uh, you know, as the plant gets, yeah, every so often, just go ahead and keep plant. Or another thing that you could do, uh, you could actually put a, um, uh, you could tie it, you could, you could put some, use that, some of that green jude, uh, string and pull it back more towards the deck, uh, kind of help it keep it straight versus okay. leaning over for the light. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you very much. You have a great have a day. Nice summer. Yeah. Yeah. You, you do the Thank same. You. Thank you. Margaret Arangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Very good. Thank you. Can you tell me if uh, myrtle and vinca vine are the same thing? Yes, they are. Okay. That was my only question. Well, Thank you. Now, now, wait, wait, wait. Not vinca vine. Vinca. Vinca. Now, vinca vine. Uh, is there green and white? They kind of oh, trails. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, but vinca, they're both vinca called. Vinca and myrtle. Vinca is myrtle. Vinca vine is same family, except it's a vine. So they are the same family, but one is more of a uh, ground cover. The other one is more of a runner. Now you can use both of them as a, um, as a, a ground cover. The vinca vine is not as hardy, so some years it'll survive and some years it won't. Yeah, I'm going to use it as a ground cover on a slope. Well, like I said, I just told you. Yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. it's not hardy. I'll use the vinca. It's yeah, I would just use the myrtle. That's what I would use. Oh, ask for myrtle, yes. not vinca not at all. Vinca. Yes, ask for the myrtle. Okay, very good. Thank all you right. very much. Well, Glad you have a I great called. have a great day. Thank yeah. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Morgan Angelo. Hello, good morning. Hello. Yes, Hi. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you doing? Excellent. Thank you. Go, go I got ahead. a quick uh, catmint. Um, when should you cut that down so it will bloom into the into the fall? Uh, you can keep cutting it down as soon as whenever it gets up to, to height. You can cut it down. Feed uh, feed it osmocote heavy now, and I would do it if you want to keep it going to late. I would do it again at the end of August. Uh, they will keep growing. They'll keep vegetative the whole time. Even if it has the purple buds on it? Yes. Yes. It down. yes. Don't, don't, let, don't let it go to seed. That's the key. Okay. And how about false indigo? Um, it's at its height. It's at its bloom. It went to seed. You cut it down. Or you, you you, uh, when it, once it goes to, you know, don't let it go to seed. Cut it, cut it down. It will, it will start up all over again. The key is to keep them vegetative. Can you cut them down now, or should you wait? No, I would wait. I would wait until they get done, and then go ahead and cut it down. Okay. Okay? okay. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you have a great day. 
Yep, bye-bye. Well, the hour is pretty well over. Um, a beautiful day out there. I said a little bit warm, but really, really nice. Um, I hope you uh, you enjoyed uh, the weekend uh, celebrating uh, this great nation that uh, we all live in. Uh, we are so blessed uh, that to be here and so blessed to have such a, an amazing, amazing uh, country. So enjoy the weekend. Uh, be safe, and I'll be back next Saturday. Bye-bye.